Hello, everybody. This is Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. I am the Gnarly Gnome, and this is on location at Jungle Gems. I probably should have thought of a clever show title before I started the show, but I'm sitting here right in the thick of things amongst the tasting bar, which is the busiest... What day is this? Today, Wednesday? It's probably the busiest Wednesday I've seen in a very long time. I'm sitting here with Ferdinand. Uh, one of the many Jungle Gems beer, I don't even want to call you beer guys, you are beer people here, because if I don't say that, Amy will get very mad at me and probably not serve me any more beer. So, the beer people of Jungle Gems, Ferdinand, tell everybody hi. Hi, how I'm, are you doing? I assume that most of the people who listen to our show know you at this point, because hopefully they shop here and have asked you many questions about where this beer is and where that beer is, so... And then Jared, one of the other Jungle Gems beer guy, beer people. Yeah. Um, kind of behind the scenes a little bit more. People don't see your face as much, but um, many, many people talk to you on a very regular basis, and you are extremely helpful in, the, in that regard. Well, thanks. Um, kind of the, uh, the online side of the beer here, which is kind of interesting in itself. I'd like to kind of touch on that a little bit later, too. Oh, but, sure, yeah. Um, Absolutely. It's, it's, it's neat to me to see kind of how... The, the Twitter, Facebook kind of side of things has become so important to, to, to beer geeks and, and finding what they want and finding things that they didn't know they wanted and things like that. Um, but as much as I want to get to that, there's a, another part of the show that I always start off with that's much more important um, because it's why I started the show. From the beer fridge. We drink beer. So um, Ferdinand, you ran and got me a beer while I was setting up. And uh, I think you told me this was Mad Tree Black Forest. Is that right? That is correct. Um, I actually drank one of these last night at Parr's Place, and uh, it was the first one I had had this year, and it's absolutely delicious. Um, what are you guys both drinking over there? I'm actually drinking the same beer. I got us the same one. That, that makes it convenient to talk about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> you guys can trade notes afterwards, too. <laughs> so um, Black Forest is a milk stout. A um, little bit of that lactose sweetness to kind of break up the, the, the roastiness that I think you, you, you get from a lot of those big, heavy kind of winter stouts. But at the same time, it kind of makes it more filling to me and almost um, uh, heavy, heavy in body, you know, instead of um, necessarily that roasty flavor. Um, lots of chocolate, lots of... Lots Definitely of, lots, lots of Lots chocolate. of coffee, lots of... Lots of everything you need from a stout. But, I mean... Tell us what you think about it. Tell us kind of what your impressions of it are. And uh, it's uh, almost perfectly balanced, like you said, with the lactose sugars, the coffee, and the chocolate. Uh, the only thing I'm missing is a little bit of oatmeal to make it more of a breakfast stout. But of course, it's right. not. That's not the intention. So it's a sweet milk stout, and I could definitely crush it. <laughs> Crushable. <laughs> that's one of those uh, those buzzwords right now in the in the the, the beer world, I guess. You know. Um, I don't think I could crush this. What What is the ABV of it? Do you know off the top of your head? It's like 4.9%. It's pretty low. Is it really? Yeah, yeah it's very, very it's... low. Surprisingly low for what it is. So kind of more along the lines of like a like a, like a porter than, than necessarily a stout, but um, that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, crushability is, is key. So 
at least for me. Like, I'm not going to have one. I'm going to have three or four. Sorry. I know we got the show to do, but I'm going to have a good time while doing it. Oh, no. that's Why do you think I do the show? <laughs> it's, this is a kind of a pain in the ass to set up and break down and carry around and stuff. But the only reason I do it is because it gives me an excuse to go drink. I can right? tell my wife that I'm doing something productive when really I'm working. working. I'm just working. <laughs> um, so the tasting bar at Jungle Gems um, has kind of become... I think for a lot of people, the the new local bar, and if anybody hasn't been here, there are now what thirty five taps on thirty five um, taps. Yeah, it sounds right. from the sixteen that it was just a couple months ago. A couple uh, weeks ago, this is I mean, <laughs> it, shockingly it, new. It um, there's really kind of anything that you can think of at any given time. I know that everybody will come up here and complain that there's. Too many stouts, too many IPAs, whatever that thing is that week that people want to complain about. But um, as far if you want to come taste a whole bunch of beer, I, you know you can't go wrong with a place like this. And um, it's good to see local stuff, and you guys definitely knock that out of the park too. Um, what other stuff do you have on right now that is exciting? It's fun. Uh, I'm really in love with the Taft Santa's Bribe right now. It's a cookie a christmas cookie ale and it's fantastic um tastes like a ginger ginger snap, snap. Yeah. i mean like almost identical to a ginger snap which is the touch of alcohol on the back end which isn't a bad thing that just helps you slow down still <laughs> it's not another heavy hitter it's something that you can drink more than one of and have a good time um you've got what is over here on the uh the kegerator the kegerator right now we have it's a uh, pilgrim's dole New Holland, right? Yep. Which and is then, a wheat uh, wine. Yep. And then uh, I think ten and two from uh, Fifty West. They're uh, a gold medal gold winner. Gold medal from um, yep. from uh, beer cup. No. It may uh, have been the World Beer Cup. I actually think it was the World Beer Cup. Uh, the barrel aged barley wine from them. Um. Trying to find it here and see. I'm definitely not seeing it in my notes. I'm terrible. That's I'm a, all right. I'm a terrible that's all right. It's an award winner. It's going to drive what, me that's, crazy. It'll come to you. So that is the other end of the spectrum from the um, from from the Black Forest. It is big and boozy and heavy, and you can probably only drink one and um, and still get your shopping done in any kind of um, and even then, <laughs> it's questionable. <laughs> that's, that's, that's one of those beers that, at the same time, you just don't see it on tap that often. You know, it's not one of those beers that, that pops up around town on a regular basis. It's, it's one of those special things that I think, you know, we, we've talked a little bit about, um, about Party Source and 8-Ball and how exciting it is how, for them to get exciting beers. And I think people don't even think about Jungle Gyms in that regard, and it's the exact same way here. You come in here and there's 10 and 2 on tap or whatever the other big exciting thing is, you know, the um, Three Floyds Pint Night a few weeks back, you know, where, you know, the taps were just filled with a bunch of Three Floyds beers, and I think it, the more people start to realize that, it, the better people will be, you know. It, right. it, it, this, this store is, is this unique anomaly in, in, in beer stores and that, it's not just a beer store. And so I think that, that, that people forget sometimes what's going on back here on this side of the store. You know, to me, it's the most exciting. Um, so let's take a quick break. Let's dive into the 
conversation at hand and we'll figure a little bit more about the store and what what makes it tick or what makes it uh, makes it be what it is which is a very hard thing to uh, to put into words but we'll try we'll be right back Cincy Brewcast the voice of Cincy Craft Hi Mike Cisneros here with a word about Brewhouse Dog Bones by now craft beer fans all over Cincy know the distinctive brown paper sack with a big red bone you've seen it in great breweries like Mount Carmel Listerman's Rheingeist Eight Ball Braxton and more at just five bucks a bag you know you can't find a more healthful or delicious treat for your best friend made from spent brewery grains organic eggs peanut butter and brown rice flour but did you know that Brewhouse Dog Bones is an educational program for developmentally disabled teens and young adults it's available through the New Richmond Cincinnati Public Fort Thomas Public, Sycamore, Oak Hills, and many more school districts across Southwest Ohio and Northern Kentucky. For more information on where to find Brewhouse Dog Bones or how to get your developmentally disabled loved one or your school district involved in the Brewhouse Dog Bones program, contact Lisa Graham at area code 513-520-0310 or visit www.brewhousedogbones.com. Give your dog the craft experience with Brewhouse Dog Bones. I look at I look at the Bud Light drinkers out there as a you know a forest to be harvested. They're all out there and, and they don't know any better yet, but they will. You don't you don't ever hear somebody say, Yeah, I used to drink that crap beer crap. But I, <laughs> I went back to my Bud Light. You don't hear that, do you? No, you don't. You're listening to Cincy Brinkhouse, the voice of Cincy Craft. Hi fans, I'm going to tell you about the new apparel supplier to Cincy Brewcast, Pastura Screen Print. Mario Pastura has built his family business with the craft beer movement in mind. They've done custom items for Old Firehouse, Listerman, and many more. Screen printing to embroidery, Pastura Screen Print has the answers for your custom apparel and marketing needs. Contact Mario or any of the pros at Pastura Screen Print at 513-550-2271 by email at pasturascreenprint at gmail.com and coming soon at www.pasturascreenprint.com. The craft of custom apparel is Pastura Screen Print. We're back. Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Um, hopefully Periscope is working. Um, it's looks nice like shot a picture of the wall, of the wall right, now, right yeah. now. I don't know if I can get the camera to flip. Um, so we are on location at Jungle Gems, if you don't know that already. Um, Ferdinand, in your best possible way that you can hope to do, tell people kind of about Jungle Gems in a couple sentences, if you can. Uh, we're your one-stop shopping. Okay. We're your one-stop shopping for every beer need in the greater Cincinnati area. Uh, we have a homebrew section. We have, you know, you can go big domestic, old school Cincinnati. Like, you'll be able to find some shingling beers. Uh, of course, we keep Little Kings. I have Burger, Burger Light, all the way through the freshest craft uh, beers that you could find. So, 
I don't want to toot our own horn, but we chase down the big dogs that we can't find. If it's available in Ohio, it's going to be available here sooner than later. And so. usually sooner rather than later. Well, that's how we'd like it to be. Yeah. I just don't want to yeah. promise the moon and well, only no. be able to deliver a star. Well, yeah, so. I understand. I just stuffed the Periscope camera in a box of wine. So if you uh, have a terrible camera angle, guys, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry about I'm that. I'm not even sure if you can hear anything. <laughs> so. um, to me, the, the neatest part about Jungle Gems is that it's a store that just kind of happens. It happened. It's happening. It, um, you know, when you, when you talk to Jungle, it's almost like all of this other stuff is not even what it's about. It's just about that act of... Um, creating things and, 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 and making weird stuff that makes people talk and um, in that respect I, I, this tasting bar is um, kind of one of the more exciting bars that exist because I don't think it was I don't think it was really planned I don't think not, not that it wasn't planned out but it was you know it you 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 put this in here as just another thing that gets people to say, oh, hey, look at that. And then all of a sudden it becomes its own kind of entity and its own thing. And um, that's fun to watch. Yeah, 100%. Not just the Tasty Bar, but Jungle Gyms in general is constantly growing. It's evolving. It's changing. It's moving with the times. I mean, it started in the 70s as a fruit stand. And a lot of people laugh at that. But we have a little overhang that goes from there. But in the time that I've been here, the beer and wine section has grown a little bit. Needless to say, it's just the tasting bar, but it's grown a little bit. We'll change things up. We'll do things differently. We meet the customer's needs. We're willing to adapt to make the customer happy. But it was just a couple years ago that the the beer section, there was about 1,500-ish different kinds of beer out there. And I think the last number that somebody quoted was around 4,000-ish that's out there now. And that, and might, that might even be a modest account. I, I assume that's a modest thing. That, yeah. You know, it's every time I come in, there's there's a new brewery that's now distributed here and, you know, trying to keep up with that. And um, it used to be that people talked about this side of the store because of the wine, you know, the wine department. You've never seen a wine department like this before. And, and, and now it seems like that's shifting to the beer side and people are, are talking about beer and that's exciting well of course we don't want to take anything away from the wine i but, will uh, this is a beer podcast right fair enough so yeah but i gotta Sorry, be a homer <laughs> so those wine guys are drawing their pitchforks now man like, we gotta, I, gotta talk I know, quietly I that's why you, that's why i have it's to okay. be anonymous yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, i'm waiting on the beer department to grow I, okay i guess me, waiting isn't let the let right me put term, it this way the, the wine I'm is wonderful it because it holds my periscope camera it's doing really good things in the store fair enough fair <laughs> that's fair yeah that's fair so where do you see all of this kind of growing in, in the future? I mean, is it, is, is it something that's thought out? Is it something that everybody's just kind of throwing uh, ideas out there? Uh, I'd and say that's probably closer to the Eventually truth. something's like, oh, that sounds fun. So you try that. And right. then from I, there. Definitely. You, you, we're constantly throwing darts at the board. And the ones that stick the best are the ones that we're just like, all right, that, we're going to run with that. Like, we've talked about this, we've talked about that. Now we have four different people on the same page. Let's run with that. Let's go forward with that. Let's pursue that. And the craft beer world is helping us out along the way because every time I bring something up, it pops up in the news, like, the next week. And it's like, hey, I was ahead of that, or maybe I was just behind that. But we're going to keep working and moving forward. We have an excellent team trying to create that and grow towards that every day. Right, and I I think of anybody who's been out to Eastgate and seen kind of the way that side of the store kind of works there. I think that that's 
kind of the way this is growing and changing into something that's that's very familiar with that you know more taps more places for people to hang out you know it's this is a holiday week and you see people in here with their families and they're I'm sure they're going to do some shopping, but they they came here to show people this and to to hang out and have some beer and grab some beer to take home for the holidays and stuff. And I I don't think that it was it, I don't think it was that way five years ago or ten years ago. I mean, there was definitely you know the diehards that we were here, you know. But we were a destination store, but we weren't a destination beer store. And now I think that holds really true. I get a lot of people from out of town, and they want to do what I do when I go out of town, and that's fill a shopping cart with beer. Love it when I find that couple or that family that wants to do that, and I help them out so they don't overload on one thing and underload on something else. Just help them grab as much, especially if they're from out of town, as much Ohio beer as I can to have them experience and want to come back and do more brewery tours and come back and see us again. And Well... I get in trouble because you just put things in my cart, and my wife gets mad at me for buying them. Well, if it, like like here here's here, and he's what, doing his job very well. He's here, really good. Here's what what I tell everybody that if I put something in your hand, just thank me later. Like if if I if I saw you and went out of my way to go grab it and walk up and put it in your hand, we don't have to have a conversation about it. It's that good. Well, and I think that that's one of the most underrated things about a a beer store that you trust or that you love is that you can walk in and you know that that person knows what you're going to like. I can walk in up to the bar and I know if if Amy's here, she's going to guide me towards something that I'm going to like, not towards something that I don't like. Same way when I'm out there on the floor and there's something new in that I might not see because it might be in an aisle that I don't typically walk down. And if you bring it to me, hand it to me, it's going to be something that's that's usually pretty good. And well, I, could, I could probably look at my notes. And I, I think that's wasn't, kind of um, that's kind of an extension of the craft beer community in general, though. And I think that's a lot of that's that's some that's a way that people don't really think about jungle gyms and what we do here is that we're we like to think that we're part of that community because we're not just trying to sell a product. Right. We're invested in the community and we're trying to help out the locals and be a part of that. So you can go to your local tap room, your local brewery, and they're going to do the same thing. And I like to think that we're, you know, doing that just kind of on a bigger scale. Well, and and kind of piggybacking off of that and shifting topics a little bit. You know, you have the uh, the Brew Crew newsletter that you guys put out, mm-hmm. which um, I don't know if people understand exactly some of the stuff that comes along with that when sure. you when you sign up and you get um, not just you know those those picks of those beers that are on the shelf that you might not know about, but there's lots of educational stuff in there mm-hmm. too that teaches about different styles and, and things like that that um, does help grow that community somehow. And right. I think that um, we're getting at that point where that's one of the more important parts about about this community is that we have to keep growing and we have to keep changing and we have to keep pushing what we're comfortable with, I think. And um, for anybody that's a, a casual beer fan, I think that something like that can help you push those boundaries yeah that that newsletter is pretty exceptional for what it is i mean it's only once a month but you get eight to ten recommendations on different beers and then the whole education portion is just you're not going to find that sort of you know just conversational deep understanding of 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 the things that we're talking about in that every month so and like well uh eric and myself uh we don't just uh try to sell the other the other beer guy out at eastgate yep correct correct Uh, he does a lot of the educational. He's a better writer than I am. I could talk your ear off all night, but when it comes to always putting it down in paper, I'm not so great about it. But when we talk about beers, when we do it, we tell you why we like it, not just, hey, buy it, it's good. It's not. It's more of what we get out of it. And 
you, somebody else might not get the exact same flavor profile that we're pulling out of it. But we want to let you know how we feel about it. This is why I like it. This is why I like it. This is why I like it. But if you come into the store and you ask me about a beer and I don't like it, I'm also going to tell you why I don't like it. Not so much that uh, I'm trying to talk you out of buying it, but if you like the things I'm not liking, then you know you should go ahead and buy it. Because my opinion isn't everybody's opinion. Everybody's palate's different. Eric's palate's different than mine. We might pick up different flavors. And I mean, me and you can disagree on a beer from time to time. And I'm like, oh, it was okay. You're like, it was exceptional. And then a week later, we go the exact opposite right. route. Well, and I, I think it's that's important for people to realize, too. And I, I assume that most of the people that are listening to, to this show are kind of nerdy enough at this point that they understand what they what they like and they don't like but if for some reason you're not like that's that's where that education side comes in and i hate i hate wording it as education because it makes it sound like you're studying think, for yeah, beer or, or a little condescending or something like, like oh you're not as you're not as smart at beer as somebody else's and that's it's it's just being able to, to tell people to walk into a store and maybe they don't know you very well and they can walk up to you and say look i you know i really i like ipas but this is the type of IPA I like, and this is this is why I don't like this type, and be able to to kind of help you guide them towards something that they're going to love, and that's you know that's that's the goal of everybody I think in the stores for people to find more things that they love and and, and drink them and be very happy. Right. Some people get standoffish when you start asking them questions about beer, but you're trying to find out what they like so that you can help guide them in the right direction instead of just being like, this is what I like. Because not everybody likes a super juicy IPA. Some people like sour beers, but some people don't like sour beers that are um, salty because they don't like the salt in it, so they don't like goes. But so again, kind of shifting topics and going in a completely different direction because that's you know a little ADD. But why not? Um, on, on a more personal level, like what got you guys into beer? Like how did how did you end up in this world? Can I go first? Because. I, you, you seem a little pensive, so I, I can answer right away because I'm relatively new to craft beer. Um, it was genuine curiosity, um, and I will say that Ferdinand and his team kind of helped tip the scales a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, not an exciting story, so but is there is there a certain beer that kind of made that click for you, or um, I think it was actually starting to read about gosas and sours, and just that you have this kind of concept of what beer is and then you start reading about it and learning about it and it's nothing like what you think it is right right um and and uh, that was the biggest thing it was just like oh well that sounds really kind of wild and not like what you would expect a beer to be um and you know where we are kind of in the craft beer uh you know spectrum of time there's so much going on and so many choices that really I think if you're not even you know if you're not a beer drinker you're gonna find something that you like right it's impossible not to at this point 100% um, it was funny that uh, Jared said something that made it pop in my mind that you'll find a beer that you like um, I worked at a place and the head brewer was an amazing man and like he changed my perception on beer with a lot of things that he said. I'm not going to give him any credit right now. If he's listening, he knows who I'm talking about. <laughs> um, but it's like, you're, it's, it was, we can find it. You just haven't found the beer you like yet. Not that you don't like beer. And if you're going to give up on it, you know, then just stay with the domestic stuff and don't worry about it. But part of the craft is that you can develop any kind of beer you want. You start with a style and go outside of the box. Um, 
what got me into craft beer, different work environments, trying different things. Um, the first craft beer I had was in uh, the early 90s, and I wasn't even old enough to drink, but I had a um, India Pale Ale from Brooklyn. It's not the East India Pale Ale now, but I was like, what is this? But then I also had a slice of pizza that had a lot of spicy stuff, and as I ate the pizza, the spice built up, and I needed something to drink, and I really didn't want to go back to the beer. <laughs> but then I did, and then it made sense. It was like that bitter end and that spicy stuff kind of balance each other out, and, like, this is a thing. Like, I, I think that's one of the another one of those big underappreciated things in craft beer right now is that beer and food relationship and um, I for one hope that something can be done at Jungle Gyms to to kind of tie those together a lot more in the near future because there are those beers that I would not typically drink but you put it next to a certain dish and all of a sudden it just it it clicks all of a sudden and um, I was at a there was a um, a winter beer fest a couple years ago down at uh, at the Logger House out on the the event lawn there, and part of the uh, the ticket in you got these little sample size plates of different foods and they paired them with beers, and they um, they had their their Helltown Rye and um, paired it with um, some kind of I don't know if it was an egg roll or some some kind of some some kind of weird little Reuben something or other. And it it pulled things out of the beer that I would have never found otherwise and just kind of made that, it changed that beer forever for me. Like, I when I try it now, that's what I taste and that's what I find in it. And that experience, I think, is, is one of those kind of things that just makes these light bulbs go off and kind of um, changes that perception of, of something. And I think that's what's fun about beer is that it's just all of these new perceptions based on where you're drinking it, who you're drinking it with, and, you know, it's it's... It's, it's fun stuff. It's it's a neat beverage. Oh, it's, a, it's the world's <laughs> best beverage. It is pretty tasty. So what what is um, what is exciting you guys right now? Like you know we, especially this week, I think there's a lot of stuff blowing up online about new breweries and stuff happening in Cincinnati. What what are you excited about in Cincinnati right now? What are you what are you not excited about? If there's something, what is? Uh, I'm actually really glad that I can take Urban Artifact home in can slash bottles. Are there bottles on the shelf right now? Yeah, thoroughbred. So I have to grab a couple more. Sorry. (laughs) Like, I don't mind growlers at all, but the problem with growlers is they don't make it through the night at my house. So, not that that's a bad thing. That's a rule in my house. If you open it, you gotta drink it. Hey, uh, do you hear that? We're going to institute that rule in the house right now. I don't think she can hear. No, he was pointing to his wife sitting across the room. So, um, and and the bottles, the bottle side of a place like Urban Artifact is exciting because it's a very different product when it sits in a cellar. When it, it, it there's there's some neat stuff that's going to come out from them. So, yeah, I can't wait for that. There's a, a brewery opening up about five minutes from where I live in Cincinnati, so I'm actually pretty excited for that. Just because it'd be nice to have something local and hoping it does well and we'll see how that goes well and that's you know part of the exciting thing for for a lot of people now is those neighborhood places and having that place that you can call your own be it be it a beer store like jungle gems or a brewery or just some place that you can go and that's your spot and and i think that's definitely going to be the trend in the next year seeing more breweries that are smaller that kind of cater to those 
those neighborhoods. Yeah, I, I hope so. Because, I mean, I feel like you're always going to be able to come to a place like Jungle Gems and get the things that you want and the things that you like and something new. Um, but having that personal experience and having those tap rooms and those little, you know, tiny breweries right around the corner from your house is, I, I think, just a really cool experience. So um, what what types of beer do you guys typically gravitate towards you know you said that sours and that kind of thing got you into it is yeah i mean still... I'm, I'm drinking i'm actually drinking urban artifact uh at slide right now which is their chocolate raspberry ghost and it's awesome um but i really like citrusy juicy fruit forward ipas um i like coffee stouts i, I kind of run the whole gamut which is nice uh, I'm a big IPA guy. I know it's super trendy, and I like sours, and that's trendy also. <laughs> so there's a reason uh, for that, though. It's right. good. good. Right. Uh, but I'll drink just about anything. Uh, I'm just don't, I'm not a big fan of Belgian yeast currently, but my palate's always changed, so I'm just waiting for it to change back to appreciating. And I say Belgian yeast, but, I mean, it's more of the Belgian blondes. I can do uh, duels and triples and quads without a problem. It's just like the 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 esters and the fruit uh, and the blood ales are not agreeing with my tongue currently. What did you think about uh, Taft's Belgian banger? That's the, exactly what was <laughs> yeah. throwing me off. Yeah. Like, I, and I don't want to say anything bad about Taft. Sure. I love their food. I love their beers. But sometimes I can appreciate a beer, but it's not my style to yeah, drink. Sure. I, I could drink and, that day and night. No, well, and yeah. it, it, it was a well-made beer, but it just wasn't to my liking currently. Yeah, and I understand. Uh, if you were to ask me to go, you know, 15 years back before I even had any craft, my beers would change during the year. Like, you know, if I'm doing yard work, then I wanted like a Takati, a Modelo. But if I wanted something in the winter, it would be, if I was going to drink it in Mexican, it'd be Negro Modelo. Like the heavier, no lime needed, you know, sure. just. Pumpkin beers, yes or no? No, and I'd like to tell. I, I don't everybody. mind them. I, do, I don't. I I mean, frankly, I've I've had maybe a dozen, and there wasn't one that I was like, oh, that's not for me. I, I feel like there's never like an in between with people with no, that question. It's no. like, oh yeah, they're they're okay. Yeah, you know, it's either oh yes, yes, or no. <laughs> I feel like Christmas beers are kind of that way too, with the big spicy, lots of nutmeg, lots of cinnamon. I'm hoping yeah. that's not the trend, and we're not gonna get like over Christmas beard out, you know, in the next couple of years as pumpkin beers kind of wane. I think it. I think it'll kind of go in waves. I yeah. think you'll get some years where it goes insane, and then you'll get a couple of years sure. where it drops off because yeah. people are like nobody wants us anymore, and then people well, start yelling. There's and, certain Christmas beers that I really do like, but it's not the super over spice, but. You know, when I get a good cookie beer, I'll drink a couple pints of it where the next year I probably won't like it. I mean, that's happened with one of the local ones. But if it's going to be like a chocolatey, minty, or spicy stout, yes. But the um, super spiced, like I, I love Anchors. Have you tried the um, the Klaus from Braxton this year? No, it, I haven't. It's, it's a peppermint stout, peppermint milk stout that kind of... The best way I can describe it is that instead of it being like peppermint in your beer, it's almost like after you drink your beer, that's when you get the peppermint. It's almost like you drank a beer after brushing your teeth. Like kind of like a perfect <laughs> which, peppermint Which probably bark. doesn't sound very good, but it, it's... Like a really good peppermint bark, so where you get the chocolate for it, and then it finishes with the mint and leaves yeah, you with a Frenchie. It's, uh, it's pretty freaking delicious, so... All right, my recommendation right now for a Christmas beer, although there are a whole bunch of them, and if you want them, you can get them all on the gnarlygnome.com in a very huge list of 
I think there's probably like 40 of them on there around town. So, And I have two more that I need to put on there that I've made myself a note today. So lots of Christmas beers. Um, should we shift topics again? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we've got a lot to talk about. We but, do. You know. um, so one of the biggest reasons we're here is barrel-aged beer. We are just, uh, what, a little over three, three weeks. Three weeks yeah. away from the Barrel Age Beer Fest, Barrel Age Beer Bash, which um, takes place upstairs in the Oscar Event Center, mm-hmm. which is everything barrel aged. And I think it's very important to tell people it is everything barrel aged. People think it's all going to be all these big, giant, you know, imperial stouts, bourbon barrel aged. And there are some of those, there are a lot of those. But you've got that complete other end of the spectrum, too. You talk about the sours and the funky stuff, and there are some really good sours. And to me, that's how I got into sours was a barrel-aged beer bash because you spend all night drinking these big, dark, heavy beers. And then when you finally drink that sour, it just punches right through on your palate in this whole different spot. And it, it lights up these different taste receptors. And it's, it's kind of a whole different story then. So um, what is – tell people date – they can get tickets on junglegyms.com. Uh, yeah, you can go to, or you can go to junglefests.com as well. Um, they're $40 a piece. Um, you get a glass to take home and to sample there. We're going to have food. Uh, I think like soft serve pretzels. Hoboken Eddie's is going to be there. Eddie's, yeah. Yeah, Chili Rocks. Chili, Chili is going to be there. Be there. Um, yeah, man, it's going to be. That's going to be a wild... I mean, it's only a two-and-a-half-hour show because it's a lot of intense beers, right. and we're going to have anywhere between 80 and 100 there this year. So, And the list has started to go up online. Yeah, we're trying to get that out a little bit early. It's on Untapped. It's on the website. I was um, sending out some, some sneaky emails to people today trying to get hints about what they were probably going <laughs> to send, and um, there's some really good stuff that's going to be there. And um, I will be there doing a show, and we'll be talking about all of the fun stuff that's there and kind of digging into more of the, the barrel stuff. We did... Um, we did a show with Mad Tree a couple months ago, kind of talking barrel-aged, and I think we just kind of scratched the surface of that whole world of beer. It's, you know, you talk about sours and that that, that taking what beer is and flipping it on its end, and I think just barrel-aging in general does that. It takes this other this other thing that you can't control, and you're trying to just, you're, you're trying to rein it in, and it's, it's that traditional side of brewing that I think uh, kind of... Um, especially for brewers, kind of gets them excited and gets them thinking in a different kind of vein. And well, and I think it adds an element, like you said, of the unknown. So, you know, you go through all of this very strict and, and straightforward process to make these very specific things, and then you throw them in a barrel and just hope for the best. Right, and, so. and that's the thing. And it's, it, sometimes it works out really great. Yeah. Sometimes yeah, probably not. they have to dump <laughs> stuff because... Um, because it doesn't work out the way it's supposed to. <laughs> and that's, and I, I think that's what kind of makes it fun, though, too. And, right. Um, so there's um, breweries that have already been announced. You've got some some really fun stuff from Ryan Geist, I think, was on there already. Yeah. Uh, Mad Tree was on there. Um, and that's, that's and this is only like a partial list, too. There's, right. there's definitely more coming as we get them in. So. Yeah, well... It, it's. I'm super excited because the limit has been lifted. So yeah, our hands aren't tied right. as much as they were in years past with what we can offer. So, I mean, the hit of the show might be a 17 or 18 percenter, but just understand you need to sample that. You're not trying to get a full pour and then 
fall down. Yeah, right. I mean, we already have we have 49 beers listed so far, and that's going to probably double, if not more. Well, and, and going back to that that kind of idea of you know the the, the the small pours and don't get you know crazy and stuff. That's I that's something that I've noticed about the beer festivals that happen here and the pint nights that happen here and just in general the drinkers that are here is that you don't get a lot of those crazy stupid drunks that you would get at at other types of events and other establishments and stuff and i i don't know if that's because you still have that grocery store vibe that goes along with it i don't know if it's just the people that are i I don't know what that that secret that you guys have tapped into here to we have a lot of guys in black suits that just (laughs) yank them out of there we're not supposed to say anything about those guys in black suits as soon as they start to get crazy we just whip them out of there no 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 no, i'm completely joking with that he's not but it's okay but you know at at a beer (laughs) fest like it's it's very easy to get a little a little past where you probably should be. Well, I mean, the excitement of walking around and trying so much stuff. Yeah. I've been guilty of that before. But it's, there's, you know, it's, there, there's something that keeps the whole thing in control, too, and I don't know what that is. And, and um, I, I think it's something kind of heady. I think it's actually, like, a legitimate amount of respect that people have for Jungle Gyms and for the festivals and events. I mean, I think you walk into a place like Jungle Gyms to the tasting bar and you know you're in a grocery store, even though it feels like you're not right. in a grocery store. Well, in the, in the breweries, too, at, at most of the beer fests that you guys put on, it's you get a lot of the people that made the beer there. I mean, granted, if it's someplace from super far away, it's sure. not the brewer, you know, standing at the booth. But, you know, our, our local people still go to these things. Mm-hmm. And even if they're not pouring beer, they're standing there talking to people and answering questions. Yep. And, and I think that that kind of changes the approach people have to it well, yeah. also. And we definitely want you to learn as much as possible while you're there. Granted, it's up to you to remember There's it. a test when you walk out the door, but, too. I know. It's most pretty people. harsh, man. And, those, and then the guys in black suits stop by if you don't pass it. Right. It's like, uh, come on, guys. But, you know, I say 70. They're like 80. I'm like, ugh, give them a little leeway. <laughs> the percents aren't, they just have to have the heart in it, you know? But, so. And, in addition to the the festivals and stuff, you guys do pint nights every single Friday, and um, if you've never been, you've never experienced anything like it. It gets it gets really crazy sometimes. Mm-hmm. I've I've stood in line well past the bakery before when I get here at five, waiting for it to open up, and um, that's that's almost normal anymore for a for a for a normal pint night. You know, you get. Lots of swag being handed out and stickers and buttons and that kind of stuff. And then obviously keep the glass. And of, uh, of course. Uh, I also want to put out that reminder since we're talking about pie night. Please bring cash. It makes the line go so much faster. Yes. But on to other things. Uh, pie night is... And know what you want to order. There's, that helps. There's always a sign situated away from the bar and where we, you can we see it. now and have the TV with yeah. untapped... Uh, right with our untapped menu rolling so it goes through three different screens but if you're a little bit back it's a big tv you can see it and even if you're not looking for the featured brewery you won't get the glass but then you can uh pick out the beer you want to order by the time you get up there so there's been like nine people that have asked me if i needed a beer since i've been sitting here well that's that's <laughs> just <laughs> the jungle gyms <laughs> tasting bar community that's right they, yeah, they, you know? just, they really want to take care of their own you know so. i appreciate that very much <laughs> So let's take another quick break, um, and we'll keep talking. There's lots of stuff here that I could talk about, so uh, we'll be right back. 
right. Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Hey everybody, we're brought to you by Brewer's Buddy, your best friend in brewing. Brewer's Buddy is the latest homebrewing system on the market. It's a patent-pending, gravity-fed beer homebrewing platform made affordable for anyone who loves the craft of brewing beer. It's versatile, durable, affordable, and it's safe. You can follow them at Brewer's Buddy on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and you can find out more about them at brewersbuddy.com. Make sure you pre-order now at www.brewersbuddy.com. Brewer's Buddy, your best friend in brewing. This is Steve Shaw. This is Eric Bosler. Hi, my name is Gamel Nagy. Hey, y'all. This is Sean Willingham. This is Brett Coleman-Baker. Hi, I'm Scott LaFollette. Hi, this is Evan Rouse. Cellar Dweller Craft Beers. Darkness Brewing. Rivertown Brewing Company. Admissible Brew Works. Urban Artifact Brewing. Blank Slate Brewing. Braxton Brewing Company in Covington, Kentucky. In Cincinnati. In Northside. In Hamilton, Ohio. Bellevue, Kentucky. Mar, Ohio. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast. Cincy Brewcast. And you're listening to Cincy Brewcast. The voice. The voice. The voice of Cincy Craft. <laughs> Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. It always makes me feel like I'm like a real radio person or something. I want to like, hello, good evening. I'll be your journey tonight. I'll be your host for your journey on Cincy Brewcast. I don't know. It's just, it's fun. It makes me feel like I'm doing a real show. You talking get to real, actual people. Hey, it's, it's real and we're real, right? <laughs> you guys are real. I hope so. <laughs> it's, it's, it's always odd when um, we're not... We don't have speakers set up, and we're not broadcasting to a room because you get people that just kind of stare at you really funny across the room, and they don't really know what you're doing. Kind of enjoying that, though. It's, like I, yeah, I like the a, mystery. It's it's a little weird, but so hopefully we are talking to people on Periscope. I don't know if that's the case, but um, if we are, thanks for listening. You know, it's a good segue into the social media, <laughs> right? <laughs> Come about see that us at jungles. I I am. Um, I, I, I mentioned earlier, kind of the you, Jared, were part of the the whole digital side of the beer people. Yeah, beer people, not beer, not beer guys. Yeah. It's a whole See, bunch of us. Amy, yeah. if you're listening, I did it. <laughs> <clears throat> she gets really angry at me when I say beer guys. Um, She's just one of the guys. We love her. <laughs> you guys are kind of at the the starting edge of this other side of what it means to have a beer store, have a a bar or whatever it is where so often it's this this real fast kind of when is this beer in i need to get there and i need to buy it all <laughs> and that's kind of that's kind of the thing that that so many people are, are just running around trying to do now when something pops up on the shelf that's 
limited or that isn't all around town. Right. And, you know, Twitter, Facebook, that kind of stuff has kind of become people's go-to for learning those things. And you see lots of stores around that are kind of just throwing everything up there that, oh, we have this, we have this, and it kind of gets lost in the shuffle. And I think you guys are doing a very good job so far, doing a very good job of of kind of uh, towing that line. And I, for one, appreciate that. Well, I appreciate I, that, it, yeah. It's, it's hard sometimes to... Um, it, it it's hard to swim in that in that world. It gets it gets overwhelming sometimes, and you you don't always want to follow those people anymore after it starts to get a little little crazy. Well, so. yeah, I think part of it is it just becomes so much about selling, selling, selling. You know, and a lot of people are just after these things, and they want them just for the thrill of having them, not for the thrill of you know having them. Um, and and I feel like moderation. Like in so many other things, especially on social media, it's that's key. You know, um, we want to talk about the things that are really unique and really special, and the things that we're doing that are unique and special. And at you know, when we when we post on Jungle's Beer Guy on Twitter, like that's what it is. Like, it's not everything that you're gonna find at the you know the marathon right. that's tweeting or anybody else out there. And you know, good for them. They're doing it, and I'm sure they're doing great. And everybody seems to be really excited and happy, and that's all that matters. You know, but if if we can do it our way and, and you know, I can go home at night and be like, all right, cool. Right. Good job, team. You know, that's that's good for me. Well, and good for us. Anytime people have, have questions about stuff or are just curious about a certain release, you know, like it's 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 a good place where they can go and they can ask the question. And even if you don't have the answer, you'll either find it or somebody else is going to chime in and have it. And it becomes this this other kind of community, which I guess is I get the point of social media, I sure, guess. Sure. But, you know, to me, it, it seems like it, it has gotten lost, and, and that's what social media is supposed to be about. But it, 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 it's becoming that around this Jungle's Beer Guy handle has become this, this, this gathering place, I guess, for people to talk about what's going on. And that's... I, I, I don't know. It's 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 neat to see. It's neat to watch. It's neat to it's, to try to think about how that can how that can improve. How that can mm-hmm. become even more so. And yeah, and it's it's really interesting to kind of be in the middle of all that too. Um, you know, for a while it was just one person trying to answer all those questions and get all of that information out. And we realized uh, part of the way through last year that that just wasn't going to work anymore right. because there's so much going on. So. You know, I might be the one that's sending out all the messages, or there's also uh, Beth in our creative department. Um, she does all of the awesome design work that you see around the, the departments here and Eastgate. Um, and then I rely heavily on Ferdinand. I rely heavily on Eric and TJ and like all the guys out at Eastgate. Like, it's a it's a team. Like, even there's that little community within the social media community, getting all of this information right. out to you and getting all of those answers for you, which I, I love. It's a it makes me excited and, and happy to be a part of craft the craft beer community at large because we're part of this little community ourselves. It's exhausting though. It becomes a very full time job trying to, to to manage that and try to watch it. And well, to... that's just one of the seven social media accounts that I handle for Jungle Gyms. Like I handle all the Jungle Gym social media. So there's a bunch of Facebook pages. There's several Twitter accounts. There's an Instagram account. Plus all the newsletters that go out. Like right. all of that stuff I touch in one way or another. Um, and you know, I finally was able to bring somebody in to help me out with that. So you're starting to see a lot of really nice video content. Um, our, our guy, Josh is just doing an awesome, well, awesome pictures job. Pictures are mediocre. But well, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, 
you know sorry josh i had to give you a little <laughs> yeah he's he's been complaining about not being able to do as much photography as he wants and we're we're working on that um but you know content is king um but he's he's doing a great job he jumped right in and he's he's really i mean he's made his mark already and I, that's all you can really ask for right and he's jumped in and been become part of he's become part of the team he's part of the community right from the start right um, and I love that about our department. I love that about the departments that we work so closely with. I know I can rely on them for answers, and I know I, I can rely on them for help and for advice. And it's it's just a really cool thing. It it is cool. It's a, it's exciting to to be here and to kind of watch it. And you know, it's 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 one thing to be sucked into this world of breweries and watching people add tanks and things like that. And that it, that that's fun and that's neat to watch. But it's this this other side of it and seeing how that becomes such an integral part of this community and 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 getting people to to get the beer and right. getting people to learn right. about the beer and to, to the education like we we're talking it's just it's, it's just it's exciting to see that that other side of it and to understand where it fits into the whole puzzle and what well, i think jungle gyms becomes this kind of well I just jungle gyms in general becomes this sort of like nexus for all of these things going on and it's this focal point and I think it's doubly so for craft beer and, and, and everything going on in Ohio and in the region across the world all of this stuff funnels into Jungle Gyms into the beer department and then it's our responsibility to get all of that out and it's a very very strange thing to have to, to monitor and moderate and be aware of pretty much all the time Well, and I imagine that being a part of this store too is 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 probably some days the, the the great thing about it and then on other <laughs> days it's like god if this was just its own little thing it would it would be something so so different and so it it's this weird kind of balancing act of of this jungle gems universe too and i think you see that in in, in the best way possible sure. to, as much as as not so much too and it's it's fun to watch that balancing act go on and watch watch everything kind of grow together and watch this change what's happening over there and you know just it, it it's neat it's i will fun. say it's exhausting trying to keep track of all of it i'm sure and then also exhausting trying to get all of that information out in a timely manner and in a manner that like actually makes sense to more people than it doesn't uh, i lose track of it most days and <laughs> just really hope for the best by the time i leave i understand that completely yeah, I, yeah. the the things i deal with are on a very smaller scale than what you do and it sure. um I understand how exhausting that is, so I can only imagine. Sure. But um, you guys are doing a fantastic job. Everybody that's um, that's part of that team and is part of um, growing jungles beer guide. You know all the all the jungles stuff is is um, is doing fantastic. And, we appreciate um, that. And, Thank you. And I appreciate it. And it um, it's great. Ferdinand, what are you thinking? Uh, I, I just thought it was funny that I heard my child in the background from your mic, but <laughs> that's what I was actually thinking at the moment when you look over, because I could understand what they're saying when nobody else would. Uh, but I, on a day-to-day basis, I love, absolutely love Jungle Gems. I come in here on my off days more often than not. My wife gets mad because customers who know me come up and they're like, hey, dude, what about this beer? Or what about that beer? And I stop to talk to them and I get, she rolls her eyes. She's, you're not working. It's like, but uh, these are my friends. For the also. record, I don't think she really sounds like that when she talks. <laughs> that is but... not what she sounds like. <laughs> no, not when she talks, but when she yells at me. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's little yeah, Marge that's Simpson in her. Um, <laughs> Ferdy. <laughs> I mean, it, it is what it is. But um, overall, uh, 
I was getting ready to say overall again. I shouldn't say that. But um, the, the ladies and gentlemen that I work with, uh, they help pick me up when I'm down. Uh, I get information from them. When I can't find a sales rep or they won't return my phone calls, I put it out there and they'll return their phone calls and they hand me the phone and I'm like, I got you. You have to answer my question. <laughs> Uh, and they're like, dude, it's 7.30 at night. Like, But I got to ask 10 questions about this today, and it's supposed to release in the next three days. Like, Let me know when we're getting it here because it's being released the other side of the country. So I know right. it's not going to be here in three days. So, But I need a time frame because... It sounds like you're speaking of a very specific situation right now. <laughs> no, it's kind of over and over and over again. It's, it's not... It's that specific, specific situation over and over and over again. Yes. I mean, sometimes it's across the pond before it comes over here. <laughs> Why don't you carry this anymore? You used to have so many more uh, import beers, and now you have so much craft oh, beer. We, we could get onto the import discussion very deeply. I, I feel like there's a whole section of faux imports mixed in with the imports right now. It drives me crazy. Yeah, but the public mind. I'm just I mean, throwing it out there. I just I mean, so I like have if, to, if, if I have I, to if, put it out in the airway. So if I went ahead and move Foster's, from the non-existent Australia section and tucked it in with the American uh, domestic section, nobody who wanted to find it would find it, except for those guys that are like, oh, it was better when it was brewed in Australia, <laughs> but yet they're loading up the cart with it. And I'm like, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, like, like I love Bex. It's German quality. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. <coughs> I had a... Oh, how can I word this and be... Uh, I had a very long discussion with a brewer locally who... I know that. Their guy. brewery has a German influence. I don't, I don't know how to word that in, in a way that doesn't completely... That gives it away, I guess. But, right. um, nope. So he gets frustrated because his beer is really good delicious mm-hmm. but if I go to the store right now if I walk over there to get his beer it's brewed in an entirely different country and it's not nearly as good as it is if it were brewed here and there's there's a whole other side of that too and it well that's a whole other it's a whole other show <laughs> right <laughs> we have a building I, I, full I, of whole <laughs> other shows I would join you for that other show but I, I wouldn't use my real name so. <laughs> you could you could be some kind of um, anonymous, just pixelate my face character. <laughs> um, oh wait, it's radio. We can put a voice modulator on it. It's, it's easy. So, if we can sum all of this up into to one sentence, it's come to Jungle Gems. If we ain't got it, you don't need it. Drink at Jungle Gems. This is the neighborhood bar for a lot of people, myself included. It's, it's easy to make it an excuse because then you're grocery shopping, but that's not really why we do it. It's, it's about something something bigger and something different. And as much as I love to go to, to breweries, I, the majority of time, if I'm just going to grab a beer, this is where I come. And, um, last night I was talking to somebody and you know, he said, well, you, you live here in Fairfield, you know, like, where do you go if you want to just go get a beer? He's like, yeah. I said, well, if I'm, you know, there's, there's Pars is great and there's, you know, Buffalo Wings and Rings has a good tap selection, but... I go to Jungle Gems. It's, it's because of us. I can't always sit at the bar, but I can have a good beer. Uh, and, and that's at least half <laughs> half the fun, right? Right. <laughs> All right. So, and for you single beer guys out there who like craft beer, this is a great first date place because you can spend it from just a beer 
or a cup of coffee because it's Starbucks that's in here. Sorry for plugging Starbucks. You or can have dinner. A cow's head. You can have dinner. Well, a cow's head. You can grab sushi and eat it somewhere. Uh, you can grab stuff to go back to your place and cook or her place and cook. I mean, like the spinoff. Like, <laughs> but you can end it in ten minutes. I think. I think you could actually go get ingredients for dinner. Go get a skillet. Go get like a sterno grill. Get everything. Everything. I'm pretty sure you. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah, we've got gourmet gallery. You could get a pie bean here. (laughs) Yes, you can chill your wine or your bomber before you go if it's not chilled. I mean, like the the possibilities are endless. This is a great date place. I mean, and you can drink really good craft beer and just see what she orders. Just be like, all right. Oh, that's a good. There's the menu. You like craft beer, huh? You pick. Cross your arms, take a step back, and just watch. Order for me, please. And see what she orders. Rattle I mean, off a couple random flavors that you like and don't like, and just let her order for you. I mean, and then then you know, is, is she she fake? And no, there's no blue moon on draft currently. Wait, I lied. There is. The oatmeal stout. Um, is that any good? I haven't tried it. I'm Actually, try it's, it's better than I expected. Hands down. I might have to give it a try. All right. I haven't had a blue moon in a very long time. So, final words. Jungle Gems, what do you want people to know? Come hang out. Come hang, have a good time. Come grab a beer and just enjoy yourselves, man. Like, that's what Jungle Gems is all about. The come talk is, to me. Yeah. Let, let me know what you man. think. And, or your significant other wants in beer, and I'll point you in the right direction. So many uh, employees come to me to help them get their beer for their significant other because they're like, uh, I don't care. But find find Ferdinand. He's the guy with the suspenders. Can I just say also follow us on Twitter if you can at Jungles Beer Guy. Uh, we love answering questions. We love telling you about the beer that we've got coming in. That's in come all of that stuff. And sign up you for know. the newsletter. And sign up yeah, for the newsletter. I was yeah. gonna say sign up for Brew Crew. Yeah, there is that too. Yeah, there's lots of opinions and quite a bit of education. Yeah. And and we're gonna be doing some uh, some giveaways for Brew Crew members at Barrel Age Beer Bash. So if you sign up for Brew Crew, you can do that at junglegyms.com slash kiosk, K-I-S-K-I-O-S-K. And, and anytime fun stuff comes in, like when Utopias came in, it went to the That was the Brew Crew, Crew only, yep. It, it was, so it was, was it. a raffle with Brew Crew. It wasn't just like our favorite members. And then we, there was another grocery store chain that um, took that idea from us. They, they borrowed it. Uh, word for word, but you know, uh, well, I'm, I hope it worked out for them because it, it was awesome for us. Yeah, yeah. you you know what to say about flattering, <laughs> right. about limitation. Everybody yeah. have a good night. Uh, drink safe. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys very much. Yeah, thank you, um, man. And like I said, we'll be back doing a show at the Barrel Age Beer Bash. So um, stay tuned for that. I think it's maybe two episodes in the future. Um, actually, this episode is posting after Christmas. Isn't that weird to think about that we're that close to this whole craziness of the year? I think this posts on like the 27th or something. So oh, Time right is now. a weird thing just yeah. in general. We're, we're time travelers. Yep. Cincy Brewcast, Voice of Cincy Craft. Yeah.